This is Clayton for Podcast Radio Business. We're joined by Olivia Selly, a lawyer from Harkers Parker, and we're here to discuss how the interest rate rise is set to pile pressure on mortgage prisoners. Thank you for joining us, Olivia. No problem. Nice to speak to you. Olivia, please tell us about your role at Harkers Parker. So I'm an associate at Harkers Parker, and I'm one of a team working on a number of group action cases, including a case on behalf of mortgage prisoners. I think the best thing for our listeners at Podcast Radio Business to understand is what is the definition of a mortgage prisoner? Different groups adopt different definitions of mortgage prisoner. Um, But from our perspective, it is people who took out mortgages prior to the financial crisis and who, following the financial crisis, had their mortgages sold to a series of inactive lenders, those being lenders who don't offer new products or cannot, as a matter of regulation, offer new products to their customers. And so they haven't been able to refinance their mortgage at the end of their fixed term and have been stuck with these lenders paying very high rates of interest for around 15 years. So that gives you a very clear definition because it reminds me of very many years ago, many people had a mortgage lender and would stay with that mortgage lender for the rest of their life. Effectively, if it was a 25-year term, they would stay with that bank or that building society and never move. You're saying that the mortgage prisoners that you deal with are locked into their particular terms and their conditions and there's no way out. Yeah, absolutely. And and we think it's a sort of essential or innate feature of the mortgage market that people do switch, as you say. Um, in fact, we our view is that the higher rates people pay if they if they choose not to switch are set like that to incentivize switching. Because when people swap swap their mortgage products, they generate fees for lenders in the process of doing so. These people have been stuck, yes, with their current lenders because they don't offer new products. But also there was, in the wake of the financial crisis, a change in the regulatory makeup, which also made it more difficult for them to access products with different lenders who may have offered more competitive rates. So the sort of affordability criteria changed meaning that people who took out really standard high street mortgage products prior to the crash no longer qualified for the same type of lending. So what is the highest rate that some mortgage prisoners have been pushed to? Well, some mortgage prisoners have a mortgage which was taken out with Northern Rock called a together mortgage. Mm -hmm. That was a mortgage up to about 95% the value of the home and then an additional unsecured loan of up to around £30,000. They have a special feature in their mortgage, which means that if parts of it are repaid, but not the other part... Um, So if the loan is effectively split between the secured element and the unsecured element, they pay in a penalty rate. And some of those customers have been paying rates of around 15%. And those rates are only going up in line with the Bank of England base rates that we're seeing at the moment. So this sounds pretty distressing if you're trapped as a prisoner. What has been the response of the UK government to the mortgage prisoner situation? Well, the alarm bells have been being sounded for quite some time, particularly through the not-for-profit group UK Mortgage Prisoners um, and, of course, through the legal action that that we're pursuing. The government have looked at it and opted on each occasion not to introduce any legislation to address the problem. Uh, People have been seeking a legislative cap on the amount of interest that can be charged to these customers. But for various reasons, the government have decided it's too complex. They're concerned about unintended consequences of legislating in this way. And so in effect, nothing has been done to help them, unfortunately, which is why we're so motivated in pursuing these claims, because we see an alternative route to some remedy for them through essentially breach of contract claims. 
Does the government actually make money from the sale of these loans? Well, as you say, they took these loans into public ownership around following the crash and since have been selling them on to these inactive lenders. I don't have the figures to hand, but I do recall that when the final tranches of the mortgages were sold off, so none are now in remaining in government ownership, there was quite a lot of celebration um, by the government that they had delivered value to taxpayers. In other words, made some money as a result of the sales or certainly not lost money. But now having entered into those transactions, the responsibility we say is solely in the hands of those who currently own the mortgages. So now after establishing the situation in terms of mortgage prisoners, what is the compensation battle that Harkers Parker is now currently fighting on their behalf? So we say that over the last 15 years, the rate of interest has been set too high and in breach of terms of the contract, which require them to set interest rates fairly. We're looking to recover in the range of sort of 2% for some of our customers. So that's 2% of the interest they've paid over the last 15 years. How much compensation that could amount to if the claims succeed depends on how large the mortgage is and also the mortgage product. So what rate they've actually been being charged. But we've estimated that we think on average, people could be entitled to between 20 and 50,000 pounds. Let me move on to the High Court trial that TSB agreed to in early 2024. Is that still in action? Yes, very much so. Uh, So that's in respect of claims being pursued against TSB Bank uh, and in respect of their Whistletree branded mortgages. Those claims are the most advanced. The proceedings have been issued, as you say, and we are waiting for confirmation from the court and for it to be agreed between the parties as to the date of that trial But we're expecting the first court hearing to be in early 2024. When you're dealing with mortgage prisoners, obviously you're dealing with the financial effect, but there's also the mental health aspect of it. And that must play a significant part in your understanding of how this is affecting everyone involved. The effects have been really dramatic for nearly all of our clients. I was speaking to a client earlier today who's whose partner was suffering with depression as a result of the the financial pressure. And you can imagine if every single month, firstly, you don't know what the rate is going to be because you can't predict if there's about to be another increase, but also the rates are only going up. And so each time you're going to have to find that extra £100, £200 to pay your mortgage. And in every case, our clients have made significant compromises in order to maintain their mortgage repayments. They haven't gone on holidays They haven't bought books that their children need for school. You know, they're taking on overtime at work. Just the quality of life has really, really suffered. In the short term, what are Harkus Parker doing in order to bring this to a head? And how can people who are in the same predicament do something to relieve the problems that they're experiencing? So our advice is always perhaps not as helpful as it could be that clients should do what they can to meet their mortgage repayments. And if they are really struggling, the first port of call should be to just make contact with their lender to see if there there are any accommodations they can make. Otherwise, there are charities out there who can give more immediate legal advice in terms of people who might be facing repossession and things like that. So I'd always encourage people to look out to charities like that. In terms of what we're doing, we're very vigorously pursuing these claims. We're in correspondence with four defendants, proposed defendants to these claims, and we are in the process of pleading those claims with the hope of issuing them in the very near future, issuing the claims against those defendants who we have not already issued proceedings against, I should say. If someone's listening to this and thinking, 
I'm in exactly the same situation and I haven't heard about it. How would they go about making themselves known? Is this a group action, a class action? How would they make themselves known to Harkers Parker? Yes, so this is a group action, which means that a single claim or a group of claims will be pursued on behalf of many, many individuals. And if people think they're affected by it, then they can Google Harkers Parker Mortgage Prisoners, Google Mortgage Prisoners UK, where they can find lots of information about it. And on our website, they can check whether they're eligible. And there's also an online sign-up platform there, which takes no more than about five or six minutes to complete. Um, and so if they're eligible, they can register all of their information there with us and we can take it from there. This really started in 2008. Is it still happening today? In terms of, are there newer cases still happening today? There are cases of people becoming prisoners, but not in the same way, perhaps. So for example, um, you will have heard about sort of cladding mortgage prisoners, people who can't sell their property because they've got the highly flammable cladding on their property. And so mortgages, mortgage companies won't lend to them um, and they're stuck with their existing provider. I certainly hope that we're not expecting any major sort of lender collapses anytime in the near future, which has given rise to this particular situation. And I would also hope that perhaps to the extent that there have been any failings in respect of these mortgage prisoners by the government, that any similar situation, there would be much greater protections and much closer consideration as to the parties they're selling the mortgages to. That's really helpful. Olivia Selly from Harkus Parker, thank you for joining us on Podcast Radio Business. Thank you. You're most welcome.